We all have dreams. Some people seem to live theirs while others seem to struggle. This is, however, merely a perception. What if you could get the answers you needed to execute on your dreams? Welcome to the Platinum Mask Podcast, a show designed to ask various young professionals just how they deal with their specific ups and downs. How does one young upstart navigate competing with name brand companies? Where do we get the best tools? How do we grow from our stress and anxiety? Most importantly, how do we properly utilize our cash flow? The Platinum Mask Podcast with your host, Grayson Mask. We wanted answers, so we're going out to get them and sharing them with you. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello to everyone listening to the Planet Mask Podcast. I am Grayson Mask. I have with me Christina and Patrick of Stay Zen Retreats. And this is a business that offers a cozy home base for any local, you know, Texas or people around the Austin area or Buffalo area. Um, for any adventurers out there that are looking for a ch- short-term stay or, you know, a long-term visit. And honestly, it's just kind of home bases kind of built for that type of demographic. So on it and kind of, uh, you know, I originally found out about these guys through a couple of local DFW blog posts. But when I kind of originally reached out to them, I wanted to kind of talk about the kind of Airbnb slash, you know, rental home business, but I didn't know really about all of their adventures they've had and kind of like the traveler lifestyle that they personally have had. So I'm very interested in kind of talking about that as well. And again, Christine and Patrick, uh, thank you again for taking out the time to not just talk about the business, but also your own lifestyles kind of leading up to it. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Grayson, for having us. Thanks for having us. So I guess my first question was really just to kind of dive in into your guys' upbringings. Did you, I guess, like travel a lot as kids or did you have like families that were doing that a lot, like in their careers or anything? Um, Personally, um, we as a family maybe did one trip a year. I remember my grandparents always made it a point that we went somewhere new once a year. Um, However, other than that, my childhood was pretty regular. Go to school, did dance class, softball, nothing other than that. Um, but traveling, it always it always left me so excited for the next trip. <laughs> How about you, Patrick? Um, yeah, so I didn't do too much traveling growing up, but um, we did kind of move around a lot. So every few years, we would kind of move to a new area. And um, I'm not sure if that has anything to do with it, but... Um, that was part of my story, though. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I guess kind of with like your upbringings with that not being, I guess, like with family members not doing that a lot, like in your own childhoods, was there anything that whether it was like work or anything that influenced it for you personally, as far as like, this is something that, you know, I really want to travel, be able to travel like across the country regularly? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, when Patrick and I first met in 2007, we realized that we both had this thirst for adventure, whether it was right in our backyard or um, hours away. We just both really loved adventure, and we made it a point to incorporate that into our lives right from the beginning. So when we started um dating we would you know we were working full-time both of us so we could only use the time off that we had like say the weekends or something like that so we would 
plan all of our free time around what trip we could take, you know, driving to or (laughs) just fun road trips to different areas around like the Northeast. You know, we'd go to like Pittsburgh or we'd go to Rochester, different places that we could just drive to. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then it kind of snowballed. (laughs) Yeah. And was that like when you guys were, when it was kind of like snowballing like that, were you guys, did you have to like find jobs that allowed more like remote work at the time? Or like, were you, uh, I guess like just taking weekends off, um, you know, for like a long period of time? Um, yeah. So like, uh, we were lucky enough to work for a pretty good company that, um, had good, like a time off, like leave. So like, as we were there longer, we had more time off. So our, our kind of like trips kind of got longer and longer and we went farther and farther. Like, Eventually, we were going like overseas to Thailand and stuff like that before we even um, thought about like getting a camper trailer and hitting the road. And with the idea of like the, I guess, which year did you decide on the camper trailer? Like when you, um, you know, wanted to do that, I guess, I guess like full time on being able to be on the road. Hmm, That's a really great question. I want to say that the idea kind of passed through our mind maybe like 2016 2017 Mm -hmm. and we just started looking little by little little by little we weren't really intentional about it we kind of just entertained the thought every every chance we got and Mm -hmm. then in 2018 we found something that really suited our needs so yeah that was it (laughs) yeah yeah we had been watching like you know we were interested in it so we were watching different youtube videos about people that did it to kind of like learn how they did it how, like you know how does rving work and just all this stuff so we did our research for quite a while and, and we searched for quite a while too to find like the right uh you know the right camper for us and everything we entertained all sorts of uh scenarios too we we thought about mm-hmm. reconverting recon- a bus we thought about converting all sorts of different things um we even <laughs> we even took it so far as going to welding school just in case we needed to, you know, cut metal and weld and, you know, create our own thing. So (laughs) we were really into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It kind of like when it came down to it, though, like we realized that to build our own, you know, thing would just take so much longer. And we were like really itching to just get out and go to just go. You know what I mean? So we just settled on buying something. And it was a lot faster and then we could just hit the road right away. You guys like brought up like on, I guess, originally in 2016 with the idea on kind of looking at little like YouTube videos to, uh, I guess, help out the inspiration. Like in 2016 was, I guess, did you guys like know anyone doing the same thing or was there like a huge demographic? Because I know like now with like the kind of like tiny home craze, was there like any of that like, you know, when you guys were starting out? Well, there was this one channel that is still going strong. I'm trying to remember the name. Oh, Keep Your Daydream. They were kind of a big motivator for us. You know, they would share their stories of out on the road and inspire other people to follow their dreams. And if you have a dream to go travel now, figure out how to make it happen. You know, so they really inspired us. And it's great to see them continuing inspiring so many people they still pump out those videos and all that content and it's it's quite amazing and i guess with the idea of you know when you said 
kind of like with 2018 and hitting the road and, you know, kind of wanting to jump on it because, uh, you know, it, it, waiting, for, waiting for it to become too perfect would kind of hold you back. Mm-hmm. Was there anything, I guess, that originally jumped out that, you know, maybe someone trying to follow in your footsteps on hitting the road, um, you know, that you guys didn't like anticipate like right at first, like, you know, the very first thing? Uh, maybe like, I guess we kind of had an idea that you would need to like make repairs and stuff, but um, we didn't realize how quickly <laughs> that would happen. So the day that we bought our camper, we bought it used from a guy on Craigslist. And um, the great thing about it was it came with all the accessories, like everything that you would need that usually you'd have to buy separately. It came with it. And um, so we were driving home. It was about a maybe hour and a half and two hour drive home. And um, on the drive home, the very first time we I've ever towed a trailer, <laughs> um, we were just driving down the highway and I looked in my side mirror and I saw a wheel just flying down the highway next to us and it was bouncing and it and it went right into the the median area and I told Christina I was like I think we just lost our wheel <laughs> she's like what I'm like I just saw a wheel flying off so we pulled over and sure enough uh, one of the wheels from the trailer flew off and it was bounced down the highway so we eventually recovered it we found it and um it the lug nuts were all like broken off of there and stripped. So we had to call a towing company to tow us all the rest of the way home. So <laughs> that was like our very first trip with the camper. It didn't deter us. It didn't though. deter us though. <laughs> it, when you kind of said like, um, I, I guess going back home at, at the time when you, I guess like when you originally start like in 2018 to hit the road, did you have like a primary residence, like resonance at the time, like where I guess you would come back to or how did that go? So we kept Buffalo, our home base. And mm-hmm. while we were gone, we would rent out our apartment on um, Airbnb. So that's kind of where our Airbnb adventure started as well was in 2018. And it was strictly just to kind of help supplement our travels, you know, why have our apartment or our home empty when somebody else could enjoy it? So it, it worked out so, so well for us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. was that, uh, I guess, how was the, I guess, the Airbnb split where you guys, I guess, uh, originally like coming back to the Airbnb location for a while, or were you wanting it to be like 100% on the road and the Airbnb to just be its own business like full time? Yep. Yeah, that was the intention. Um, so 2018, we actually got uh, an invitation from one of our very best friends, and he was getting married in Arizona in October. So we're like, okay, that's our destination. That's where we're first gonna drive all the way to. So that kind of was the catalyst for us getting out the door, making that that commitment to leaving Buffalo, putting our house up on Airbnb. Um, and before we left, we made sure that we had a cleaner to take care of, you know, the turnovers. And um, we set all of that up ahead of time. So when we were gone, all I had to do was coordinate the cleanings and deal with the guests. Mm-hmm. And I guess after our, like the original wedding, what was that like time frame Like, did you have a... Uh you know, was it like a month out where you're going to like make a bunch of stops beforehand or do you drive straight to the wedding or, you know, what was the time frame? 
we gave ourselves about a month and to get to the wedding, which we were able to make a pit stop at our brother's house in Colorado. He recently moved there at that time. So it was our first time visiting him in his new house, which was really, really cool. And um, from there, we went down to Arizona and enjoyed the wedding and all of the festivities. And then from there, we were able to um, uh, go to the Grand Canyon and Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And we gave ourselves probably about a month or so um, of adventuring after the wedding. And then we headed back to Buffalo. So we were only gone maybe two months Mm -hmm. for our first excursion in the trailer. Yep. And like, is that normally the, I guess the way you guys like to travel? Is it normally, if you have a month, do you like to, you know, make a bunch of different stops or do you like to make a long drive to, um, you know, spend the month in one specific location? Like how do you guys normally, you know, break, uh, I guess like the different type of traveling up? That's a great question. I would say we probably prefer like staying somewhere for around a week or two weeks, depending on like how we like the area's vibe or whatever, but mm-hmm. anything shorter than that sometimes is just too much of a rush, like go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, unless like, you know, if there's really just nothing to do, then we'll kind of like <laughs> spend the evening and then just pass right on through. Yeah. When we first started traveling, it was more of let's fit it all in everything, yeah. everything as much as we can. Bam, 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 <laughs> stay up all night, go do everything. And mm-hmm. now that we've, you know, been doing this for as long as we have we kind of appreciate a more slower pace you could take Mm -hmm. things in so much better you're just more calm um there's just so much more to appreciate when you're going a little bit you know at a slower pace yeah Mm. Well, you guys like talked about, I guess, like having the slower pace and, um, you know, less than a week not being enough to, I guess, like take everything in a location. What's been like, I guess, the number one location in the United States in your guys' mind that was, I guess, like the hardest to leave or like the, uh, you know, the most enjoyable where you wanted to, you know, stay as long as possible? Ooh, wow. That's a tough one. Yeah. A couple come to mind. Um, our first one being Sedona, Arizona. Um, we started our, we decided to just, you know, pass through there on our way to the Grand Canyon. And we ended up staying there for a couple weeks. It was just so, so beautiful. And mm-hmm. the amount of hiking, it's just, there's so much to do there mm-hmm. and so much nature to take in. Um, that was our, our first place that was, was hard to, to leave, but we can't wait to go back. And the second place that comes to mind is Lake Tahoe. That area was also very, very stunning. And again, so much outdoor adventures to be had. Yeah. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm really fond of Tucson. Ooh, yes. So Tucson has like the Saguaro National Park and it's just a real cool, like little city. It's not too big. It's kind of quaint and everybody's really friendly. The weather is really nice. And uh, we spent a good amount of time there. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you guys like touched up on, you know, a lot kind of the main locations being, um, you know, outdoors in the wilderness and being in some of these locations kind of uh, away from like much of the kind of urban area. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, like, uh, you know, what was some of the I guess what was like the most rough situations as far as um, dealing with bizarre climates or, you know, bizarre weather. And does like, uh, does like the camper, you know, work well in those type of situations? 
<laughs> Short answer, no. <laughs> um, that's so funny that you asked that. So when we went out to Joshua Tree for the first time, golly gee, it is so windy out there. Like, oh, so, so windy. The trailer just rocks like you're on crazy waves on a boat um it's it's so hard to just be out there and do anything you're getting whipped in the face with sand you feel like trapped in this cardboard box (laughs) i think especially in the winter time it's It's very windy there and and um we're really into like boondocking like trying to live you know off grid like for free Mm -hmm. just in the wilderness so we found this dry lake bed that's right outside of joshua tree where you can people just go out there and and camp and stuff and so we were there for quite a while a couple weeks a couple weeks and it was like every single day was like a windstorm like all of our belongings like were blowing away we had to drive like miles to like collect just like our stuff like our chairs that blew away and stuff like that so (laughs) it's pretty wild it was yeah we spent a lot of time inside the camper we're like oh my goodness i didn't know it was gonna be like this but (laughs) yeah and there was another time when we were just like in the midwest and it was a crazy like winter storm and um i don't think this camper must not have too much insulation in it because it was so cold outside that um there was frost on the inside of our ceiling and on the walls and on the walls you could literally like <laughs> scrape it off with your fingernails like frost in there we're like oh my gosh we got to get somewhere warmer like really quick i think that was santa fe new mexico was that yeah wow. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> when you guys like uh when you're kind of bringing up like the i guess the camper not having the wind resistance or the insulation for some of these i guess wilder climates would like the idea of i guess like in the future like upgrades or trying to do something to like go into more extreme climates would that ever be an option or would you uh you know would you guys be open to that absolutely we have definitely entertained the thought of upgrading quote unquote but (laughs) at the same time it it's not the right decision for us right now but it's definitely something we would do in the future because we would like to experience more places but this this vessel right here Mm -hmm. is it's limited, you know, yeah. which is fine. You know, we, we like Stepping I said, we, we, bought it, we bought it cheap and we bought it used. And like, it is very nice, but like you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it's not very insulated and it's not meant for extreme weather. But we have seen some out there that are like specifically made for that. Mm-hmm. They're just a lot more expensive. <laughs> yep, they are. <laughs> and it kind of uh, really just kind of after the, you know, first major trips that you guys took, and, uh, you know, went back to Buffalo and came back. It seems like, you know, when I reached out that you guys would have kind of, I guess, the most bizarre perspective on like the change of COVID-19 and the pandemic. Were you guys like in Buffalo, like in, uh, around March 2020? Or were you guys in a specific area at the time? We were actually in San Diego at that time. Um, We had plans to drive up the coast and meet with friends and uh, volunteer at some places. And then we started getting the news and everybody started getting spooked. And our volunteer arrangements started getting canceled. And um, just things started falling off one by one. And we're like, ooh, we might need to pivot our plan here. So what we did was just head out to the desert. And we just 
you know, tried to keep our finger on the pulse of what was happening and we enjoyed ourselves. (laughs) We We loved it. We stocked up on a lot of supplies and canned goods and stuff. And then we kind of just, we went out into the desert and we stayed out there for a couple weeks until, um, the, the government, yeah, the border patrol, Mm -hmm. they came and they kicked everybody out of that area because, Mm -hmm. um, everybody was there and they were like dirt biking and they were partying and having a good time. So they wanted everybody to leave that area. So we, we left that area and we went farther South right by the border. And then we stayed out there like in these sand dunes where like there was nobody for as far as you could see. And we had to like drive, I don't know, like 20 minutes just to get water Mm -hmm. and then come back. And that was actually one of the funnest times, honestly, because we were just out there by ourselves. We could shower outside. We can just hike into the mountains. And we were near a, a, an abandoned mine. We were near an abandoned mine. And we're like into crystals and rock like hounding. rock hounding and stuff. So we went up there and we found a bunch of crystals. And um, it was awesome. It was a kyanite, um, a kyanite mine. So all of the rocks were very bright blue and beautiful and silvery. It was like, whoa, yeah. this is magical. <laughs> So yeah, that was really fun. Um, But eventually, like, you know, we were running out of supplies, we were Mm -hmm. running out of like our batteries were dying, Mm -hmm. gas was getting low. So we had to head back north. And we eventually found like a campground that was willing to let us stay there. It was also outside of Joshua Tree. And then so we spent man um, a month or more there a month yeah. and a half maybe there mm-hmm. and uh it was so hot it was like 110 degrees every single every day. day and the i don't think the air conditioner ever stopped running like Mm-mm. one time Mm-mm. it was crazy <laughs> and was like that situation of like the hot humidity was that worse than i guess like dealing with the original you know uh kind of like massive like uh windy storms um well honestly i think i preferred the heat over the wind because we could at least go outside and you know not have uh sand hitting our face (laughs) in the morning it was really nice and in the evening it was really nice but just during the day it was like so hot and there was a pool there so that was awesome And like in the sand dunes, when you guys, I guess, originally have to leave um, because of like supplies getting low, is there anything that you would recommend for, you know, if anyone's like trying to do kind of more, you know, maybe they're trying to adapt to being on the road full time. Is there any like supplies that you would recommend on like, oh, yeah, you never want to run out of this or, you know, this is a great thing to stockpile or, you know, this is a nice addition to have for your camper? Absolutely. Um, a generator is is clutch. Um, you need that to charge your devices or um, what else you need to keep the fridge running. Yeah, if like- you have or if you have like solar, but um, generator worked yes. really well for us. And, you know, like. For us, it was a lot of like dry goods. So like dried beans and rice and stuff that we could just make, you know, it wouldn't go bad. Also canned goods mm-hmm. and water. like lots of water. We have several vessels that we could fill up when we went to fill up and then bring them back and then use that for several days or mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And, 
And has like the, I guess like the travels, like this type of situation and being on the Sand Dunes, has like any ideas came from that or, you know, any ideas that influence the business as far as like what you want to bring into like your homes that you, you know, rent out to guests? Um, I'll take that with you to that. Yeah, you know, I guess like we've kind of picked up different vibes from different places that we've gone. So like um, our Airbnbs, we kind of like custom custom tailor them to travelers from all different places you know Mm -hmm. what i mean because like there's just so many cool things out there that like you know when you go somewhere you see something that you really like and you just kind of like it sticks with you for a while and and i think that's kind of come through on our places that we've uh, decorated Mm -hmm. and one thing that comes to mind um is in 2020, that is when our our epiphany for the brand Mindful Wanderers came about. Um, we realized how much we love traveling and how much we wanted to bring our passion for traveling to the world through the lens of mindfulness, um, being courteous travelers, you know, not taking from the land, but like leave Leave, no trace so that is really it was actually when we were uh sheltering from all the wind in joshua tree is when the mindful wanderers kind of came to fruition and and then we started working on that and and that kind of blossomed into our target market with regards to our homes that we offer we we provide homes for mindful wanderers When you kind of like brought up the, I guess, like the important qualities of being a courteous traveler and, you know, not taking from the land, has that like ever been like something that you've noticed in like a lot of travelers or, you know, is there any like negative traits that you possibly see in certain travelers that, you know, you definitely would, if anyone was like trying to follow in your footsteps that you would, you know, urge them not to do? Well, I mean... We can all work to be better. Um, uh, picking up garbage if you see garbage. Just treating the land with the respect that you would want somebody to treat you or you would want somebody to treat your home with. Um, yeah, I think that um, Christina and I, actually, we realized this talking like a long, long time ago that both of our grandmas kind of taught, instilled this in uh, in us separately when we were younger is to always leave a place better than you found it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something like we both really believe in and and we try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And kind of on that uh, concept with, when you're kind of like originally bringing up the idea of liking the idea that like different areas have different vibes and you can bring that into like the kind of housing location. I wanted to ask on, you know, where did the idea of, with with you guys coming from Buffalo, when did you guys decide on like Austin being the next destination? Was there anything like unique about Austin that you really enjoyed and, you know, you wanted to be a part of the business? Yes, absolutely. So um, we have our first time visiting Austin was in 2019. Mm-hmm. We were just passing through. And then uh, we came again in 2020, and we had plans to continue on to, oh, wait, no, um, we had plans to continue on, which we did. Um, and then we came back in 2021, because we have some friends here. So it's 
it's nice to, if we're in the area of Texas, you know, swing through and visit all of our friends. Um, and then this last time in 2021, when we passed through something, I don't know, there was this energetic feeling of, wow, we really like it here. We feel at home. There's something happening here and we want to be a part of it. So that's, that's where we've been <laughs> since 2021, November. We've been mm-hmm. in Austin. Mm-hmm. And is there any, with like kind of the idea of bringing a unique feel to the, I guess, different houses, is there any like noticeable differences between like the two locations in Buffalo versus the two locations in Austin? Hmm. I'll let you um, so the locations in Buffalo, I guess they're a little bit more, I would say like kind of old school because in the Northeast, um, like it, it, it's been established longer. So like our one house was built in 1920. 1920. Mm-hmm. So it's like over a hundred years old. So it has kind of like this old charm to it mm-hmm. in this really like old Irish neighborhood. And it just seems kind of like, I don't know, established and just kind of like, it's a different vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And out here, like uh, our places are like, it, they're in brand new buildings that were built less than one year ago. Mm-hmm. And we're the first tenants ever to be like in those apartments so that's like it's totally different but um i guess the way it came about was different too like in buffalo it was our home so it's kind of like set up differently like for living in it and it was like things that we've had and we loved and we'd kind of like left behind for travelers whereas the ones here they were like made from scratch so it was very intentional and it was very like this is what we want it to be like and so from start to finish with that in mind we were able to like execute it so like Mm -hmm. i feel like with each one that we do it kind of just gets like a little bit level nicer and nicer and it's because it's more intentional Mm -hmm. and did you i guess like prefer i guess with the buffalo occasions having like the i guess like historical nature behind it or do you like prefer I guess like you were saying, like being able to build an idea, kind of a newer amenities and like being able to build an idea from scratch. Hmm. I I like, I like both worlds. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it is pretty nice to kind of have our, our feet in both of those. Um, Buffalo is just, there's just something about it, just this old charm. And there's a lot to do. There's the natural wonder of Niagara Falls over there. Um, And then here in Austin, it's just, it's, it's more city when you think of a big city and there's a lot going on. There's just so much buzzing. There's, there's a plethora of things to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say we like them both. Yeah. We like them really. Both. I haven't, I, I haven't really decided on if I like one more than the other, but <laughs> um, we do look forward to having more here in Austin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If there was like a different, um, I guess, market or geographical location, is there like a, a another type of idea that you guys would want to tackle for a new housing location, like maybe a different city or like a different type of building? Absolutely. Our uh, big goal with Stays and Retreats uh, would be to have land and have these little tiny homes on the land or places for people to stay. In addition to providing services such as yoga classes, meditation classes, um, 
like community garden yeah, anything in that realm yeah. that is like a big goal of ours um mm-hmm. what we would like to give to the people and also mm-hmm. uh national parks like we really love national parks so it'd be amazing to be located like near national parks where we can have accommodations for people that are going to see that yeah and kind of with like the idea and the construction of that is that are you like optimistic about i guess like the tiny home you know industry or you know more people uh getting involved with you know traveling across the country I think so. I think um, traveling is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. The world just gets smaller, you know, and, and people are able to go further and further. And I think once you get that travel itch, you, you can't yeah. it, you can't get rid of it. You just want to keep exploring. So I am very optimistic about the future of travel and, and vacation homes. And mm-hmm. And kind of with like the, I guess, like the business side, of like the housing locations, was it, I guess like to start, what what was like the, I guess the most time consuming part of, uh, you know, running this type of business operation and like, has it gotten, I guess like more passive over time or, you know, where you don't have to be involved with like every little kind of daily communication? Um, well, that is actually a part of the business that I enjoy wholeheartedly is speaking to the the guests and making them feel like special. Um, so I have not given up that part of the role, which which does make this a very active job for me. And it is a full time job. Um, but there are other hosts out, out there who are able to automate everything. So um, in that regard, we have not done that but i have found some systems that have allowed me to automate other aspects of the business um such as scheduling cleaners and um things on the back end like that so um i don't think i think it's about the same um since we started because we started with one and now we have four so it is very active (laughs) the more you get the more you know, the more you have to communicate with mm-hmm. everybody and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We would like to eventually, you know, have it kind of all automated or, or and stuff. But um, I, we at the same time, we kind of feel like uh, the more you're kind of like hands off, then the less quality of like mm. hospitableness mm-hmm. or, or maybe that's the wrong word. But like the magic isn't there yeah. as much. You, you know, know, like so. if everything is automated, then and it feels like you're just talking to a robot or and you check in yourself and, you know, it loses kind of like that specialness, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So all of our interactions with our guests are very personal. Um, if we know that a birthday is coming up, we'll, we'll go out of our way to make sure that they feel extra special or an anniversary or we really like to just take it to the extra the next level for our guests. Mm. And was that like something that I guess helped out with the business early on? Because when you guys were kind of mentioning with, uh, you know, launching the idea in 2020, you know, the same period of time with COVID where Airbnb was, you know, suffering huge losses. And I mean, they were showing, you know, large numbers at the beginning of COVID on just the amount of like cancellations that people, you know, were going through. Like, were you guys, I guess, was it like the active communication and like the extra hosp- hospi- 
Pility that like helped you guys like move forward or did you like suffer your own ca- cancellations early on or how did that go? We did get a lot of cancellations early on, which is totally understandable. It was so, it was such a new thing that was happening. Nobody knew what was going on. So um, we did suffer a lot in the beginning, but what kind of helped us push through and remain a player in the game was we own both of our homes. So um, that allowed us to kind of sit there without having to pay a mortgage or pay all XYZ rent and all of this stuff, we were able to kind of take the hit and it wasn't as big of a blow because we owned our homes. Whereas if we were just renting somewhere, that would have been coming out of our pocket every month without getting any income yeah. you know, of stays. So we were very fortunate with being positioned the way we were. Yeah, I think I think there was a lot of people that had to go out of business because they didn't have like the cash reserves and mm-hmm. everything. And I think that was one of the thing like that really helped us succeed was just having that stick, you know, that stick to it mm-hmm. attitude yeah. and just kind of like see it through. And like we knew it would get better. We just didn't know how long how it would long. take. Yeah. Yeah. And it took so, about yeah. six months, I would say, you know, but. That's all right, because it happened kind of during our slow season anyway in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So it didn't hurt us too, too bad. I mean, it definitely hurt us, but not as bad as some other folks. Mm-hmm. Well, to kind of like wrap up the episode, I honestly just wanted to ask, is there any upcoming projects uh, you know, related to the business or maybe any upcoming travels? Um, you know, with your guys, uh, you know, ongoing travels throughout the country that, you know, you wanted to share kind of, uh, upcoming this year? Well, we've been kind of like sticking put in Austin, um, because like I have a full-time job now where I'm building camper vans for a company that's located here in Austin. So, um, I'm kind of like learning how, you know, they do it, how you can take a regular like van and turn it into a camper. So, I've been doing that and we've been saving up and we're looking to buy another property. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah. Our plan. And then once we get the property, you know, we'll get that up and running and then, you know, we'll have more income to help us travel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We do miss traveling. It's like yeah. that itch. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's, uh, you know, that's really wild to hear. I didn't know about like the new role, but, uh, you know, kind of sounds like you'll kind of even learn more about, you know, camper modifications, but no, honestly excited also with the kind of the purchase of new property. And it, you know, seems like with the new businesses, we'll help you guys travel more and definitely Christina and Patrick. I just wanted to honestly just thank you again as well for not just being able to come on and talk about you know, the business, but also just kind of background and your story on kind of what got you into, uh, you know, traveling so regularly every year. And, you know, I think it's really cool information for anyone that honestly, you know, maybe feels the same way or kind of wants to follow in the footsteps. Maybe, you know, they want to purchase a tiny home or travel regularly and, you know, just don't know the first step. So, no, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool information. I just want to thank you guys again. Thanks so much Thank for having you. us. This yeah. has been fun. You have to come and stay at one of our places. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, I definitely got to come up to uh, one of those Austin locations. Cool. Sounds we look great. forward to it. Thank you so much for your time, Grayson. Yeah, it's been you. wonderful. Definitely, guys. Cool. 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Platinum Mask Podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the PlatinumMask.com. You can also join the discussion on Instagram at GrayMask12. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through maskgrayson at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Don't forget to like and subscribe to stay fully up to date. Until next time, raise a glass to success, no matter how you define it.